And I forgot to put that on. Hello, everybody. How is it going? Uh, I remembered to unmute Zareth tonight, but I didn't remember to take off my stinger transition. Uh, I am SoloBase15. I am here with my good friend Zareth. We're here for the Gambit podcast, even though the transition on Twitch said something different. How are you, Zareth? <laughs> I'm doing well, Solo, despite the fact that I, I claim no representation by that logo. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do not. <laughs> I, I confirm. Um, it's a pretty sweet logo, though, if, if I'm being honest. So, cool. <laughs> Gig, get to the fighting. <laughs> Thank you, Gig. If we could, if I could fight right now, I gladly would, man. We are both cruising in Grand Arena tonight, or this week, this season. Pick, yeah. Pick, pick a day. All, always, <laughs> you know. No. <laughs> uh, no. And all when is the toga dance starting? So and all we'll have our gambit roundtable in about a week and a half. So maybe we can maybe we can get Vanagam uh, on the roundtable. That sounds promising. That does. Um, oh man, I just bought my final shard uh, for General Grievous on Prevail Man. I'm sorry. That's exciting. That, that, it's, that it's, is exciting. It's literally like a six or seven month farm. It's the longest <laughs> farm in the game almost. So Yeah. And Gig gifted it sub to end all. Thank you, Gig. Um, all right. Why don't we get into the actual podcast? And it yeah. was a mostly quiet week this week. Um, except for we got... Pretty much the only bit of news was a couple bug fixes, of which they actually, there's a couple of big ones that we'll talk about, but we got our second Bad Batch member, and his name is Tech. Um, he is. And I, I, I got to be honest with you, his kit mixed with the other kit, actually, they have me excited for this Bad Batch team in general. Um. <laughs> Oh, just hoping uh, the camera would freeze on that. Sorry. Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, but these kits look like they're going to be quite complex with a lot of moving parts. But man, when you get it, they are doing some very, some very fun things. Um, I think so. I uh, so Hunter was an interesting-ish kit, but it's like without context, he's a leader for people who don't exist yet, kind of. Right. And so it's like, well, maybe, maybe you know, there's potential. Like I'll just wait and see. Um, yeah. But I think Tech, and honestly, I think Tech is going to have the most interesting kit. Like in some ways, I feel like he's going to kind of be like the fulcrum, but let the one that leverages everything for you like if he dies early you're just gonna struggle a little bit well he's he's a 3po that does like. damage that's that's when i read the k i was like oh this is 3po um and real quick ando with the raid thank you so much ando Ooh, um, thanks ando so let's let's get into the kit um if my mouse would actually want to move so Tech is a support. He's Bad Batch. He's a clone trooper. He's Galactic Republic. He has all the tags. Um, are you going to show it to the stream or are we just... Uh... Uh, I thought I was showing it to the stream. So there we go. <laughs> I need it so that I can see see it. I'm, I'm part yeah. of the stream too, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the fancy picture of Tech. Um, 
And let's talk about why I called him 3PO. <laughs> uh, all right. So first move is call the shot. This is where he uh, deals special damage. So he's a special damage character. He inflicts target lock for two turns. Uh, and the so he gives target lock to the target enemy and the healthiest enemy that didn't already have it. So we have a lot of high health builds out there right now and health mods have become quite, quite popular. So he's going to be giving target lock to whoever has these uh, health builds. And if the target enemy already had target lock, he's going to attack again. So just that basic, I can already feel that target lock is going to be very useful and spread very fast on this team. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it really feels a lot like Grievous in terms of just like target lock is going to be just appearing everywhere. Right. Um, and so what I need to do, and I'm going to do it right now, um, while we all watch this sweet animation is bring up, uh, what's his name, Hunter's Kit. <laughs> because we do have to start talking about Hunter and like how this team is going to start to come together. Um. Yeah. Um, so, so one thing guys to remember uh, just in terms of like uh, Grievous and all and everyone, I didn't ever bother to learn who gave target lock when, <laughs> and, yeah. and now, now I've been paying a lot more attention to it the last, I don't know, several months now, but at first I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like target lock is nice, but target lock is what runs that team. I never realized it oh, yeah. on, on the kind of level I do now, now that I'm paying more attention to it so I can counter more things. Like you really have to pay attention to just how it interacts. And so I would advise people to actually pay attention as these characters come out, as they're released, as you start using them, start looking at who applies what under what conditions. Like it can yeah. be a headache. I'm, I'm sure it will be actually with this team. I bet that all of them are going to be like, uh, it, one of them will be like, uh, okay, so the second special exposes, the, uh, the first special exposes and marks, but it doesn't do damage. Uh, the other one ignores uh, penalties to hit, you know, like it, it, it always hits, but it doesn't apply either of them unless this other thing, had. like I'm sure that there's going to be just all these like mental gymnastics to go through but um i really think that to be able to understand what this team's going to counter uh like that's that's going to be i don't know pretty important right um so here's the thing about target lock and how it feeds into the kit that we have with hunter is hunter's lead ability is when an ability is used against the target locked enemy bad batch allies can't be counterattacked. so Tech is going to drop the target lock on two characters each turn. And then those characters can't counterattack anybody on your team. So that is so far how, how these characters are kind of <laughs> working together so far. Um, so that's the basic. Now let's talk about his special, uh, his first special, it's Delicate Operation. So Tech and a target other clone trooper recover 40% of their max health. It's doubled if it's Bad Batch. So you can recover 80% health, gain stealth, and potency up for turn two turns, 
and you gain translation for three turns. And if tech was already stealthed, all other bad batch allies also gain translation for three turns. So that, I mean, you, if he's already stealthed, you're giving your entire team translation. And that is, <laughs> that's a very nice thing to start passing out. It is nice. Um, now I don't remember how else they can gain translation. Is it? Do they just have to take a special if they're on his team or something? Uh, well, it's later on in his kit. Right. Well, so. I, I just the reason I ask is because if this is the only way that they gain translation, like it's not, it, it's good. But then, like, its cooldown is three. Like you. Someone could just dispel it all, and then you just don't have translation for a long time. Is all I'm saying. Like ju just that one rule is is maybe not good enough. So <clears throat> that that's why I ask. So I don't sound like a total dummy for saying like, oh, that's uh, it's not that good because maybe maybe it's actually fine. Because if it's an ability to hand it out and they can gain it passively as well, then then we're good. Yeah. I just don't remember. <laughs> uh. It's while tech is active, clone trooper allies gain translation each time they use a special as there well. So, so it's, it's just, exactly like 3PO. Just like 3PO. Yeah. Just okay. with tech. Um, Perfect. And Hunter uh, is going to be handing out stealth. So if Hunter goes first and then tech goes second, Hunter stealths the entire team, then tech is going to go and grant... Uh, potency, uh, yeah, potency up in translation to the entire bad batch. Yeah, I, he gets out so much potency here. It's nuts, actually. He does. Um, and then they continue to apply all their other debuffs that we, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more debuffs that on the other kits. Um, so that brings into the second special, which is this cool little grenade roll that we're seeing on screen now. Um, this is better than missions, by the way. <laughs> so, so the effect is cool because it explodes two droids, but they don't actually, those are the only two droids that'll actually ever explode. Yeah, but I, so. I just mean you can actually tell he's rolling a grenade, unlike mission where you have to slow it to 1x speed. You're right. I wonder if this is, I wonder what X speed this animation is on, though. That's that's true. That's that is true. Um, so the actual ability is dispel all debuffs from clone trooper allies, and then all bad batch allies gain foresight, tenacity up, and stealth, and then deal special damage to all enemies. Inflict stun for one turn on enemies that are dazed or target locked. It's going to so, be an interesting thing. Like this. Uh, I wonder, sometimes we're gonna be opening with this one and sometimes we're gonna be right. opening with the other one. Like in some ways it makes more sense to open with this one because there's a higher cooldown. So you'll actually be able to cycle it through it faster. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't it, know. It all, it's all gonna depend because um, who knows how we're gonna get days out there. Uh, you know, that's, that's the big question. That's that true. We, we don't have right now. Uh, because... maybe, maybe they'll tag Bo-Katan as, uh, <laughs> as Bad Batch as well. And that's, that's her use. That's, <laughs> we did it. We did it. <laughs> Bo-Katan's useful. <laughs> um, 
But so Gaze is not in Hunter's kit. So it's, it's got to be coming from somebody else. Um, right. And other not Bo-Katan, than, probably. Uh, definitely, it's definitely Bo-Katan. You've heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sound like a genius if they do it. I'll be like, and I'll be angry. I'll be like, they seriously did that? Like, what the yeah, hell? Right? <laughs> uh, she has a helmet. They have helmets. There you go. Um, so, but they... This is, I mean, there's a lot going on in this one move. Like, it's dispel the debuffs, which is great. That in and of itself is going to be a great move. Then it's you grant foresight, tenacity up, and stealth to the entire team, which any of those three are fantastic. Then you're still doing damage to every enemy, and if they have target lock, they're stunned. Yeah. Oh, well, and so that last part makes me think maybe we just wait to to get some target lock. Like, you right. call him, you call this guy to assist, or call you know other people do target lock right. things, and then you know he or he got or he's the last one in the group to act. Maybe he's super slow and he just stuns everyone right off the bat. Right. And that that very well could be. And Dexatronic says it's complicated, and yes, that is the definition of this team it's you can already tell it's going to be a very complicated team to run but they are doing a lot of cool things and man that's a point that i was going to make at the end of this uh (laughs) reading the kit is these guys are absolutely they have meta written all over them Oh, yeah. or, or at least meta buster because of how, how flexible already just these two kits are like uh, I imagine the other ones aren't going to be quite as complex, but uh, this this still looks, you know, because they're probably just going to be like, hit me because I'm a tank, and the, the other one's going to be like, I hit people, don't don't hit me because I'm DPS. <laughs> right. Like that, that's my guess. But, uh, like, the, all of their interactions together are going to be really complex, and it's going to require, like... It, you'll you'll be like oh man i can't believe i failed that attack you're like okay so what what was your turn order like that's gonna start that'll be like your right. diagnosis point you know you're like oh well at first i had this guy go and you're like no 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 he needs to go second like you need to have this other guy go first he's gonna do his first special and that's gonna give everyone you know yeah <laughs> so I mean, it might not be exactly that, of course, but like I, I imagine this team is going to be one of those teams that's going to be um, it's going to be very skill oriented. Like uh, a button masher will still find some success, but someone who actually like pays attention to pays attention to kits is really going to benefit. Yeah, and Jimbo B. Gibson says this screams light side territory paddle. Yeah, it it. I mean, it absolutely does. I. I feel like this is going to be a light side territory battle team. Um, the question is Jim Bob Gibson, by the way. Oh, <laughs> that makes, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Doesn't it? Um, <laughs> so fun though. <laughs> um, it's his own damn fault for blending them all together. So, yeah. Um, but I, especially the second day with the galactic Republic mission where you're like, well, I lost Ahsoka and Gas. Um, you know, now right now your Galactic Republic, it's like, uh, let's make do with this Padme team. Um, especially if you've donated anything to Platoon. So having another Galactic Republic team on that day two middle mission is really going to help. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I, it, this team is going to be great. I, I, yeah. I will be shocked. Like this is what I wanted the Mando kits to look like. They're like the, the Mando kits are so basic that they're like, okay, well they're like, they're wholesome. Like, yay. Like we don't have to read forever. We don't have to like create a flow chart. <laughs> to, and yet like the flow chart is what makes what, what really drives the, a lot of the comps today and people whine about these about the kits and yeah i, I think they could make them a little little less word heavy but right. i i like people want people want complexity right like we want the we've said it before like mods are the things in, in a lot of ways this game wouldn't exist without mods because they add that level of complexity that lets us kind of customize what we do and that's what these kits do like they right. having this level of complexity just adds more depth to what we're allowed to do in this game so here's the other thing that we should point out complicated kit means do not put this team on defense I guarantee you the AI is not going to play them correctly. Um, oh, well, there's a chance. It's like Watt. There's a chance, but. Uh, do, do you think, like, so Watt, Watt is perfect. The AI on Watt is perfect. I love I love the AI on Watt. Like, there's, uh, but, I mean, he, it's pretty simple. It's just like, you know, apply apply the taunt buff to, or the tank buff to the, to the tank, you know? Right. Like it, it makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, then they messed it up with armor. Like, I wonder, I just wonder what level of consistency they try for in these kits for the AI. Um, well, so part, I, I've had this conversation with a lot of people before. You don't want the teams to be perfect on defense. <laughs> like, Yes, when we set our defense, we're like, man, I hope these defensive teams play it perfectly, and I hope they play it like me. Until you go up against a team that has better mods than you, and you have to beat them. <laughs> and then you're like, man, that, that, that AI just played that perfectly. I, I, I had no chance. I didn't even take a turn. And it's like, hmm, maybe I'm okay with a little bit of a flawed AI. Uh, well, so... They said it before, and I, I didn't really appreciate it back then as much as I do now. Like back then, they said um, that they don't want to have customizable AI. Like they they were saying, like because the big the big question there was a little push for a while at least for people who were like, hey, like let us pre-program what our first move on like Thrawn is going to be. Like let I think that was the big push was like right. don't don't have Thrawn just pass turn meter or don't have him just fracture immediately like. And the devs just said, like, no, we want it to be predictable. Like, we want that to be an element to the game of, like, you could predict the AI a little bit. Right. I, don't think they, I don't know if they said predictable, but, you know, like, that same idea. And the thing that I keep thinking, though, is, like, if I want to set a defense, um, like, it's nice to know, to be able to rely on what they're going to do. Like, if, if I know that the armor is always just going to do armor shred first, no matter what, like then I know not to place her on defense unless I really want armor shred out first. Right. Like it actually gives you a lot more freedom in crafting teams instead of like, I don't know what the hell it's going to do. I don't know what it's going to do. And I, for the record, it would be a disaster to have people be able to customize their own defensive routine okay. patterns. Like I, that would scare the hell out of me. Like it would make this game so much harder. Like, uh, yes. I don't know, like the degree of skill, 
I don't know. Maybe it would be good. I, I have a feeling I would just be annoyed all the time. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why did you have them do basic first? Or so, <laughs> I don't know. Right. Um, More phones right. would be broken. Uh, yes. <laughs> Plenty of phones <laughs> would be broken. Uh, all right. So let's, let's continue on with the kit here. Um, sure. Yeah. We're not done with the kit. Damn it all. We're not. We, we have Engine. his unique. Um, so right. his unique is at the start of battle, tech gains plus one speed for each clone trooper ally, which is doubled for bad batch allies. And if all allies are clone troopers, tech gains stealth for one turn at the start. And then separate sentence here, tech has plus 25% potency for each of his own stacks of translation. And while tech is active, clone trooper allies gain translation for three turns each time they use a special ability. Translation cannot be copied. If the character already has translation, the duration for all current stacks is reset to three. And if all allies that can get up or that can apply translation are defeated, translation disappears. So that last part is basically exactly like 3PO's kit. Um, and for those of you that don't know what translation is, because I, I know a lot of people that don't really talk about what translation does is one stack is you gain 30% max health. That is not a small boost. Second stack is you get an extra 15% per chance. And the third stack is um, every time tech uses his basic, he will reduce their cooldowns by one. So which, you know, this is obviously exact copy from 3PO, but what it's saying is guys don't add 3PO to this team because having two people that give translation is not going to reduce cooldowns faster. Well, this is really interesting, actually. I, I, I never noticed this on 3PO's kit um, uh, for the translation thing. If only one ally who grants translation is present, then you decrease the character's cooldowns by one. Well, that's, 3PO just didn't have that because he was the only ally that gave translation. Right. Oh, so, oh, I get that. I just, um, yeah. it's a very interesting, a very interesting element that now like you can't actually add, you can't stack uh, this guy tech with right. 3PO. Like if you do, then they actually, it, it decreases their, I guess they could still hand out, uh, they could hand out translation more yeah. at a higher rate, but they wouldn't be able to, uh, it wouldn't be able to like abuse it. Like you can't just spam basics with both of these once everyone gets three and just like, I don't know, take over the world. <laughs> right. I mean, and I expect what we see is when they release the um, character in the update, I expect to see 3PO's ability updated to say this as well. I'll be interested to see if it says, I mean, it'll have that impact regardless, just because, uh, I mean, and they because might actually says it but right but they uh yeah like that maybe maybe their intent is to eventually have it so that 3po can interact with a different person with translation right too or or maybe, maybe or maybe these rules the one two three uh that we're looking at now for the stat stacks maybe that's just the base rule of translation it, it looks like that but at the same time the blind that chupio gives to everyone is different from the blind that like uh i don't know some hands out or whoever it is on the or mission hands out whoever yeah um it 
like some debuffs are different depending on what the characters hand out. So I don't right. know, just something uh, to pay attention to. And real quickly, let me scroll down just a little bit much because look at that. Neil Baca with first. <laughs> uh, last Last week, he was second, so he's moving up in the world. Congratulations, Miyabaka. Miyabaka's paying attention. I wish I wish Miyabaka paid paid us nearly as much attention as uh, he's <laughs> he's apparently paying to the forums here. Yeah, yeah, seriously. He had that button on re, uh, refresh. Um, <laughs> I feel like right. that's what we need, more fans who have us on refresh. <laughs> <laughs> Miyabaka. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so um, that is the Bad Batch kit. Now, along, I, I did mention that along with uh, Hunter has come into the game. Along with Hunter coming into the game, we got a whole host of bug fixes. And there's actually um, some big ones here, which it's interesting that we're getting a couple fleet fixes here as well. Uh, the first one is fixed an issue that allows Emperor Shuttle's unique to function while it was not deployed. So if Shuttle was on the bench, the unique was still applying and bonus protection was popping up. Good thing that they fixed that. Uh, second is fixed an issue with Xanadu blood where it was dealing additional damage to summoned enemies. And literally the day before <laughs> this update comes out, I was in a grand arena battle and Xanadu blood comes in off the bench and hits me seven, hits my hyena seven times with his special ability because of this stupid bug. So this bug cost me a banner and they fixed it the very next day. Um, if only they had fixed it the day before. And, and I submitted a request uh, on your behalf to get your banner back. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> But they, haven't, um, they haven't gotten back to me. <laughs> those bastards. Now, so the third one on this list is they say that they fixed an issue where that caused Vulture Droid to assist at the wrong time. Um, I don't think anyone in the game would agree with that right now. <laughs> that's that's uh, Vulture Droid. I, I think it, Vulture Droid, you, you talked about predictability uh, yeah. earlier. Vulture yeah. droid now is just, eh, I don't want to go anymore. Eh, I, I could assist, but I'm not going to. Um, I know. Like, they, there's been a thing with lazy droids in this game lately. Like, you have, <laughs> you have vulture droid, you have, you have dark trooper who, like, can't even be bothered to walk three steps to punch someone. Like, what's <laughs> um, this world coming to? So, and the thing was, and, you know, people are saying it in chat where Vulture Droid was only supposed to assist 70% uh, of the time. But here's the thing. The main Vulture Droid isn't even assisting either, which is what the annoying part is. They have a bad motivator. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of it. I didn't want to interrupt you. It needed, it needed to. So I said it in chat, but the, the droids are being lazy because they have a bad motivator, folks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Continue. So they they are not assisting properly, and in fact, all every fleet expert uh, would tell you that the droids are not assisting the way that they're supposed to be. 
I can tell you, I have noticed that they aren't assisting how they're supposed to be. And if you've noticed the animations now, Malevolence battles are taking longer because in the past it would be, you know, it, whoever was attacking would attack and then all the vultures would attack at the same time. Now, now it's, I get, I'll call it the lead ship. The, the lead ship attacks, then he's done attacking, then the vultures assist, which is honestly annoying. Um, I know it's not a big thing, but there's like a delay. It's like, you know how every time the malevolence attacks with its basic, which you don't do often, but every time the malevolence attacks with its basic, there's this delay in going back to the fleet. Like it's basic attack while you're focused on the cap ship. And then there's like this delay where like, did my game just crash? Oh no. Okay. Here we go. Um, that's what the vulture droids are basically doing now. Okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the new fit. Like, I just want it back to the way it was. It was right. perfect. It was perfect. Like, just push a button, wave your magic wand, or, you know, I guess it's <laughs> Disney. Like, they totally could have a magic wand. They probably just, do. They yeah. do. Um, I heard that they did. So uh, just wave your magic wand and turn it back to whatever it was and then change whatever wording you have to do. Right. To, to just re retroactively say that it was a mistake in typing rather than a mistake in actual mechanics, design mechanics, because these mechanics suck and the old mechanics were good. Yeah. Um, so there was one last bug fix, and I don't know if you've heard about this, but it was Supreme Leader Kylo. If you finish P1, or if you start attacking P1 with like 5% left, and you kill the piggy while you are in your ultimate, you never leave your ultimate, <laughs> and you can solo the entire raid for the pit raid, um, they fixed that. And they, honestly, they, they should have fixed that. Like, that's obviously not how it's supposed to be. Um, but so that, that was the final bug fix on that one. Nice. But, so it is interesting to see three different fleet bug fixes at once and no update to actual fleet. So maybe, I mean, maybe something's coming. Let's now rampant speculation guys, there's something new coming in. <laughs> um, but so that's, that's, you know, that is the CG updates for, for the week. All right, that was uh, it's pretty good. I, yeah. I, I don't know. The, I liked the kit. I, I really, I think that that kit got me a little hyped actually for the rest of, for the rest of this. Me you too. Know. Uh, and we get the next kit in a couple days, just on the fifteenth. So. Hold on, didn't they say they were going to skip a week now or skip two weeks for it? Like, aren't we, aren't we going to like not get one for a couple weeks? I thought that uh, was... Well, so when tech first came out, that's what it said. But then there was um, a dev post by, I forget if it was Doja or Crum, that said, oh, yeah, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> that's wrong. And so... Okay, uh, so, a couple, so a couple days then, we're going to get a new one. Awesome. 15th, we're supposed to get a new one. Yeah. Perfect. All right, I'll take it because I have no choice, but I, I know I'm actually happy with that. 
Right. Uh, all right. So it's been a while since we've actually got to talk about some sort of strategy or anything uh, about Grand Arena in the first half of the podcast. So guys, thanks to CG not releasing that much other than the kit, we're actually going to talk about Grand Arena. Weird. I know. Um, <laughs> What's this world coming to? That's, that's shocking. And actually, this is a good week to talk about strategy, especially for 3v3, because a lot of people are heading into the fourth week, and you know, a lot of people have Kyber kind of riding on doing well this week. Um, there is a lot of time. There's a lot of scoutable material going to be out there this week, as long as GG doesn't have issues that they had last week and scraping the data so we're going to have three weeks to scout let's talk about what to do once we scout <laughs> you know it's easy to look at the page it's not easy to figure out what you want to do based on that page um, uh, so so what do you look at first solo you're, you're gonna let's say you have five minutes to scout someone like for for whatever arbitrary or uh, arbitrary reason uh, like you, you have five minutes and that, then you have to place your defenses with no more information. What, what things are you going to look at? Uh, the first thing I look at is both offense and defense where they use their galactic legends. So I look, I usually, I look at defense first to see if they put any galactic legends on defense and figure out what it is. Uh, then I will flip over to offense without looking at any of the other defense teams and, look at how they use their galactic legends on offense. Like if they use Supreme Leader Kylo or Sith Eternal to solo Darth Revan up front every single time, I'm going to put a team in the back that is, or that Sith Eternal or Supreme Leader Kylo counters because I know that they're going to waste it on uh, Darth Revan in the front. So First, number one, and probably the most important thing I do is look at how they use their Galactic Legends. The second thing I look at is what fleets they put on defense. And is it consistent that they put the same two fleets on defense every single time? Um, so that that's what I would do if I only had five minutes. What about you? If you had five minutes to make a plan based on their history, what do you do? Yeah, the I mean the whole game revolves around what people do with their Galactic Legends. It, it just does. That's that's the start and finish of it. Um, so you want to see going to see what what they're going to be doing uh, with with their Galactic Legends. How I always look at how they attack first. Like that that's the thing I care most about is you know their attack teams and what they're killing with things because yeah. you know. Just like you said, like if I know that they're going to be killing such and such every single time, if they kill my Ray with Sith Eternal every single time, then they're trappable. Because Sith Eternal is a great tool against a ton of teams. And if he's taken away, he's become a crutch in the community. If you know he's a right. crutch to someone, I mean, he's a crutch to me in a lot of ways. Like, just knock, knock out that crutch and see how people react. Like, I, I always have something in the back of my mind, something that I can actually go back to, like, lean back on. Like, it might not be 100%, but it's like, okay, uh, all right, fine. We'll, we'll accept, like... 20 some banners for that kill. Cause I kind of three shot it, but you know, like we'll get through it, but like 
not not everyone's gonna have that option if you can if you can make it if you can trap like that like that that's enough like right. so see see how people are attacking i think that specifically that's what i would look at i would look at five minutes of what they're attacking is that's yeah that's fair um and so what they're attacking is is really important on on my alt this week um actually on my alt in my main we'll talk about the results but i got full cleared a total of one time this week in six battles between both both accounts on my alt i literally placed a different galactic legend in the back zone every single round it was completely based off of what my opponents used to attack with every time i didn't i didn't have a galactic legend advantage so it wasn't like i was flexing my rosters every time it was we both had three galactic legends um so it, it just it literally came down to how they use their galactic legends and every single time i was able to trap them with the team in the front they would get to the back zone and then they didn't full clear me um and the same thing happened on my main account. And on my main account, I mean, everybody I faced has all of the toys. Like we're at we're at the point, and we're at the GP, both of us, where everybody we face, except for maybe in week one, where you get those random people uh, that just R seven everything, and so they don't have all the toys. But everybody we face has everything at their, you know, they're able like, to use everything. In a lot of ways, like the mods are the gear in right. a way. Yeah. It's like, I assume you have a fully relict Imperial Trooper squad, uh, but are they modded to actually be effective right. kind of thing? Um, there should be, like, I, I'm going to say this, and then there's times I don't full clear, but you shouldn't be able to keep your opponent from full clearing six times or five times out of six battles. Like, our, our rosters are deep enough. Now, when you get into the, the younger divisions where it's, I just don't have a counter to Darth Revenant, or I don't have a counter to Jedi Knight Revenant, they put Jedi Knight Revenant on defense, like, I'm stuck. That's different. But when you're when you're up over 7.5 million, um, you should be able to, it, what you should be able to do is beat the front teams and be able to get in the back, because I'm only placing one Galactic Legend on defense most of the time. So, it's not like I'm making them use three Galactic Legends up front and they only have three on offense and it's like, haha, I put one in the back. It's, you know, it all comes down to strategy and how how you approach the attack. And I think a lot of people approach the front zone of I'm just going to get an easy win here um, without even thinking about what could be hiding in the back. Right. Well, I, and I've seen it, man. I, I mean, you and me were talking about it earlier today, but it, it's like, I, I just see people like it's, it's like this, this hilariously bizarre world where, uh, like, Darth Revan still controls the whole everything. <laughs> he does. Dar everything goes through Darth Revan right now because it's not that he beats everything. It's not that he controls everything, but he can't be easily beat by anything except for Galactic Legends. Uh, you yeah. know, and so I guess some people are going to like laugh in and say like, haha, like my Darth Vader, like those Gambit guys don't know anything because I can use Darth <laughs> Vader. And I'm just going to say like, to those few of you who can actually consistently do it, I'm, I, I, I don't know, like, 
you're 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 special and magical and i i, I admire you're magical you. unicorns um, yeah because a lot of people a lot of really good people can't make it happen and i i you know it makes me that like as as a guy who's like well i've tried it a couple times you know haven't really put, devoted a ton of effort into it but yeah. you know it does make me it makes me wonder like what kind of malix are you actually facing like maybe it's more of like a lower gear at the, i don't know not trying to be condescending anyways i'm totally going off my point here so other than maybe Darth Vader, and it's not consistent community-wide, I'll say that for it's sure not. it's not. It's got a 49% winning. <laughs> yeah, Commu community-wide, it is not a consistent counter. Yeah. And neither neither is Jedi Luke. Uh, he, he can be, but at the same time, like sometimes you just throw your Jedi Luke away for nothing because it's like a 70% win rate. And all I have to say is everyone craves that consistency and so like i just love it you and i have talked about it people put you put your darth revan in front and sometimes they 55 it and you're like they use their galactic legend perfect yeah. you know i uh so today you know today i was just sitting there and watching the scores and we use prime bot that's by prime force who's in chat and um it tells you when they start attacking. And all of a sudden I see so-and-so scored 55. And I was like, huh, on my front zone, there's no way on any of my teams that you can score 55 without looking or without using a galactic legend. So I opened up my game and it's Darth Revan. And immediately the second I saw that he got a 55 on my Darth Revan said, he's not clearing my back zone. Like it's just with what he has on offense, getting a 55 on Darth Revan, he cannot clear my back zone. And then he got to my Ray, and you know what happened? He attacked. And I assume, I actually assume he attacked with uh, Jedi Master Luke because that's the other Galactic Legend he had. He had, and my team had full protection, and Ray was just missing a little bit of health. And it's like, good job um you know and it so it all comes down to because the goal of the front bottom is to for me at least is use as little meta teams as you can like it, sometimes the people force you to use strong teams like my front zone you're not you're not getting through my front zone that easily except for I, sometimes I put the CLS Chupio team down, um, which I have modded to be anti-JTR, but even then, JTR can probably beat her or beat them with just a little more extra work. But it, I see so many people. I put like Resistance Hero Finn front bottom. Today, I thought on the front bottom, it was... Resistance Hero Finn, Padme, Galactic Legend. So I used Treya to beat Padme. I used Troopers to beat Resistance Hero Finn. Like, he didn't make me make any difficult decisions, which made it very easy for me to get a very good score. I love that. Just give me an easy front zone, front bottom zone. Right. I, I, will, I will clear you for forever i will clear to you long time <laughs> i don't it's, know what i'm going with that but i i will be happy yeah and so here's the thing when you look at the history 
unless the people are monsters, almost everybody attacks the front bottom first. So generally, when you look at when you're scouting and you look at the history, the first three teams on the report are going to be their front bottom. And you should be prepared for those. Now, if you're up against opponent where the history changes every single round, like my front bottom, I think has probably changed in nine battles, seven times. I, I think twice I let it roll over. And that was in week one where it's like, I was up against people that just weren't actively playing, like, you know, under 500K lifetime banners. Like just, they don't care. So I just let my defenses roll over. But in general, you should know what's going to be in that front bottom. You can be prepared for the front bottom before you even start your attack phase. Yeah, um, I, I do think I, I think that that's that that's the key. I mean, you know, have a plan, guys. Have a We're, plan. Have a plan. <laughs> so, and I'll, I'll get into this maybe a little bit more uh, when we talk about our matches. But I, this is an important piece. So, in my last, in my final match, while I was preparing to face the opponent that I had, a really versatile uh, player. But he, he always did play Darth Revan up front. Like that, that was consistent. And uh, and then he had he had like a really good rotating uh, bunch of characters and teams that he put out put on defense. And it was all his defense was always different. It was, it was very impressive. I, I was extremely intimidated going into that match. And like just just because he he's so versatile. Uh, like he he and he beats a lot of teams with a lot of other teams. Like it's it's never just like formulaic for him. And that's the hardest guy to to plan against. Um, but consistently he had his Darth Revan up front, and then he he always had two Galactic Legends on defense. Always had two on yeah. offense, and. So while I was constructing my defense, like when I, when I'm facing someone who's like really good, I just put down the most perversely difficult defense. <laughs> I, I can, I just, I, I just, I'm just like, you know what, maybe I'm not clearing you, but if you're, if I'm not clearing you, you're not clearing me and I'm going to win on that, in that margin if I can. Right. Um, like that, that's, that's my goal. At least it, it doesn't always work that way. But, uh, and so my my plan literally going into the match before i saw defenses or anything was his darth revan is going to be up there and i don't know what's going to be in the back so i'm going to double tap his darth revan team i'm going to use use my darth vader uh, and kill vader and basti and then i'll use like kylo ren to clean up uh, you know we'll get a 34 and we'll move on and, and it feels bad to say I'm going to just like plan to drop 20 banners just right out the gate, like instantly drop 20 banners. But like, I honestly think that that was going to be the gateway to success for me. I used two smaller teams to beat his tough team. And then I put down such a tough defense. He's not going to be able to one shot me anyways. Yeah. Um, and so that, that brings up another really good point. And <laughs> Twice I went up, and it was actually on my alt this week. Um, I went up against good players that change up their defenses, and I scouted them. And again, thanks to the Prime Bot, thank you, Prime Force. Uh, I could see, you know, their defenses didn't just roll over. I could watch them changing up their defense. And I feel like some people, and I've seen this a lot on our Discord server, they'll go up against another good player. And they do the opposite of what you just said. 
it's rather than placing a tough defense that makes the good player think they weaken their defense. Um, and all you do when you weaken your defense is make it a lot easier for the good player to clear you efficiently. Um, because on my alt in the one battle, I was expecting the guy to place Darth Revan and two GLs on defense. So I cleared his Darth Revan. I cleared the GL in the front. I opened the back and the teams were just like, huh, I, I have a GL and I, I'm going to be using my Sith Eternal to solo uh, Mon Mothma and Wigs because like, <laughs> he doesn't have a GL in the back and he weakened his defense. And here's the thing, my, on my alt, I never put more than one GL on defense because I only have three and I want to be able to uh, have flexibility in attacking whatever GLs they put down. So like he was just so afraid of this sounds way too conceited, but so afraid of me um, that he, he weakened his defense because he wanted to be more efficient on his offense. And that let me just, I mean, put up a score that he couldn't compete with well and that's dude it's such a such a relief sometimes like i crack a grin every time that i win that game of chicken you know like there's like two different games of chicken in gac there's uh there's the kind where and this i can't do this kind but it's where um especially just because of my my time frames and my work schedule and stuff but like people will wait until their opponent attacks and oh, they'll yeah. just have a staring contest and so both people will start to panic attack about half an hour <laughs> until the match is over with right. and i i even if i had the time i wouldn't i would just attack at night or, or maybe yeah. maybe the next day depending on what schedule but like I am not going to get into a staring contest with someone. I, I'm just not like, that's way more stressful than I would ever want to play. But the other game of chicken is the scouting game of chicken where people, people take a look at what you're doing, especially, you know, as a content creator, I think I get scouted more often than uh, normal. And a lot of times people ask their friends to help scout and stuff. So uh, it's, it's kind of a fun, interesting situation sometimes, but uh, what, you know, you, you can play that scouting game of chicken. And if you consistently put down such a tough defense that they are afraid to place their normal defense, cause they're afraid they're going to clear me. They're not going to be able to clear me. Like then I win. Like they're like, yeah. I'm like, where did Darth like, like one of my opponents just like took Malakoff off of his Darth Revan team <laughs> magically because he knew he needed that to be able to clear, you know, to be able to kill my Padme or whatever. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, well, that was magic. Like <laughs> you, you made your defense and that's the only good team on your defense. And you still had to loot your, that team, like your one stalwart team, like, you know, like you win, you win that game of chicken. It's nice. It doesn't always right. happen that way. Some people just like let it roll over. They're like, yep. All four galactic legends every time, no matter what, I don't even look. And, yeah. and you have to deal with that. But like, if you're playing against a good player then it's, you know, you've, you've got that margin, like, having that consistently tough defense is going to intimidate a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. And actually, so uh, on that round where I had the guy that weakened his defenses to go up against me, I knew that I was going up against a strong player and I, <laughs> I strengthened my defense. Cause I, I put that Jedi Knight Luke, Jedi Master Luke Watt team down. So I killed three of my regular offense teams. Cause my regular offense is C Watt, then JML and, 
two Jedi, and then Jedi and Luke, Hoda, and a Jedi. So I killed three of my offensive teams just to make this guy's life a lot harder. Because he he liked to uh, – what he did is he would put Ray up front, and then it was either going to be Supreme Leader Kylo uh, with the zombie cheese or Sith Eternal in the back. So – I was like, all right, if you're going to put Sith Eternal on defense, here's Jedi at Luke. I'll put him on defense. Uh, good luck. <laughs> and, uh, well, that that's also where I saw him get a 55 on Darth Revan and then knew he wasn't going to clear me. Uh, but He sent you, know, you a message via PrimeBot that you did. win. He did. <laughs> uh, and But so, you know, I, I won that round because I wasn't scared of the two GLs on defense. In fact, I made my defense harder knowing that he was going to have hard defense and struggle with the team I'm going to have in the back. I just needed to have a plan to kill those two GLs that he had on defense, or I thought he was going to have on defense. Um, So, you know, this podcast started with have a plan. um, And I think, we haven't said it that often recently because we've just been talking about all the other stuff going on in the game, but God, it feels good to tell people again, have a plan. Um, you win when you actually plan something out. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, whenever, whenever someone's like, Hey, so I should just use this to counter this, right? I'm like, okay, so that, that will kill that team. Yes. But (laughs) Uh, and and a lot of times, like that's that's all they want is like, will this kill this? Yeah. Um, and I'm good. I'm good with you know that level of whatever. Like, I don't I don't have to just control everything. I I, I don't. I just um, sometimes sometimes though I just uh, I do have to I have to smile when people say that. And and I do ask a lot of times my patrons. I'm like, okay, so if you kill this with this, what are you going to kill everything else with? Right. Right. Like, like, you know, you're going to win the battle. You're going to, you're going to win the war too. Like, are you like, what's going to happen here? And, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, I can be, I have the opportunity to be proud of them. They're like, Oh, well I have that planned, you know, but yeah. it's the question you got to ask. Like it's. Yeah. How many times on our server has somebody said, Hey, I have this team in the front zone. What can I use to kill it? And then they, <laughs> you give them a team to kill it. Then they get to the back zone. And they're like, okay, I have this team to kill now. It's, well, if you had told me that, you know, or the, the top zone, they're like, well, you knew that this team was here. Why didn't you tell me earlier? I wouldn't have told you to use gas on this when he's needed on this team up top. Like, tell me people, damn it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just funny, man. I mean, that's what it's imperfect too. Cause if they give me too much information, then I just skip giving advice cause it's too long <laughs> to read. So, yeah. you know, uh, like I'm also not into people are like, Hey, like uh, the, the other piece of it, it like, come into the, teams. how do I counter them? <laughs> c- come into the server and they just like plop down the, you know, like their entire situation. They're like, here's the three screenshots. Here's all here. Oh, here's my, here's all of my defense just for your context. Here's a link to my account. (laughs) How, how do I win? Like they're like, and, and remember that my modding, like they go into like, you know, like make excuses about their modding. And I'm like, dear Lord, I'm not going to help you. I'll let someone (laughs) else. I don't have time, but that's why we have dirt on the server. (laughs) 
Oh man. Yeah. We, we uh, block him here, but he's a, uh, he's a workhorse on the server, man. And he, he knows his he stuff. Actually, so he actually is just don't, just don't talk about malevolence, triple tanker fives with malevolence. Uh, now you summoned him. He's going to be here, but well, so last night <laughs> I, I, uh, I had the stream with Jubal's on. And so the stream was like an hour and a half in Jubal's is on his fleet attack. So it's literally the last two attacks he loads up the malevolence triple tank and like that, like that somehow derp shows up in chat. Just like he was summoned. Are you kidding me? That's funny, man. And you know, for those, for those of you who don't know, uh, derp is a regular on our show, uh, you know, it's in our chat, uh, whatever. Like he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a regular viewer. Uh, he's our friend. So, um, yeah. and you know, he, he actually is as much as we make fun of him because he deserves it. He does not have oh, yeah. Galactic Legends yet. He's he's actually starting at Sith Eternal Farm very soon. But so he knows the Gas Cheese, uh, Darth Revan countering Ray and Jedi Master. Like he knows a lot of the off meta counters probably better than we do because he has to use, like he has no choice. Yeah, he, he, he climbs with them. them. Yeah. He climbs with them and fights GAC. Yeah. So. So yeah, um, and, and honestly, that's this is like a great place to just like totally deviate from everything, but it, it's it's still tied to to everything. Like uh, right. our Discord server, guys, it like has a lot of guys just like Derp. Um, his name is actually Weevil on the server. So well, if you guys actually, his name is not Weevil. Please don't oh, delete yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we delete his messages. Um, Anyways, we we have a ton of very very knowledgeable people there we who do. just want to who they just want to talk shop about the game. They want to you know offer advice if they can. Um, you know, go come check out our Discord server. It's uh, if you're on the stream right now, you can watch it. Uh, it's just in the link below. Um, just scroll down just a little bit from the show. Um, and if not, if you're listening to it on Spotify or uh, elsewhere, like it's in the description, I guess on iTunes, you're going to have to get crazy and search one of our YouTube channels to search Zareth, X-A-E-R-E-T-H. And it's in one of my video descriptions um, or solo base 15 all smashed yeah. together. So yeah. uh, anyways, like go, go check out our discord. It's uh, it's, it's not just a place where you get uh, at everyone notifications. We don't even do it at, at everyone. Um, it's just a place we have, we have uh, like over 2,600 people on the server now. Like we've, it's, yeah. it's, it's very busy. A lot of people coming in and out. It's, it's a good time. Yes. Um, that being said, we can get back to the, the strategy at hand. We, we probably can. Um, actually, it's, it's probably a good time to actually talk about our rounds and we can highlight the strategy as we are talking about our rounds to show how it actually pays off. Um, so, Sarah, coming into this week, you were a perfect 6-0. You were on a ridiculous winning streak. You're competing for the top of the Premier League in the GA Center uh, that's put on by our friend Nev and, uh, well, the Escape Podcast guys. Um, so, Indeed. how, how uh, did your week start off this week? Um, so the, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. My, my guy didn't have, so we're, we're talking about scouting here, like scout your opponents. It helps. Um, <laughs> uh, he didn't have a, uh, GAC history available. 
to scout. Like he just didn't, he hadn't created a SWGOH.gg profile, but you don't have to. So that then if you don't though, um, uh, people can't scout you. It's just like this amazing byproduct of, I wish I hadn't done that for my main account kind of um, <laughs> in some ways. I'm actually fine. I, people always want to look at my account and want to know my mods and I could just link my account. So it's nice. But um, yeah, so I didn't know. And he had kind of like low lifetime banners. Yeah. He had a high attack rating. Like you can see how many attacks he's won at least. And he, he's won a lot. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, so if he auto deploys though, and he has all his galactic legends on auto deploy, I am not interested in that noise. I'm just not interested. <laughs> so always plays a defense, especially if you think maybe they'll attack. So I placed a, an okay defense, not my strongest. Uh, kept all four galactic legends though. He actually ended up placing and uh, it was a pretty weak defense and I ended up uh, just smashing it really bad. He had Phoenix on there. He had Old Republic, like nothing. He had a, it was a, such a weird conglomeration of like, he had like three or four, like really strong teams mixed in with just some trash, like some just real bad trash. And so, you know, guys, if you're seeking balance in your like deployment and stuff, just putting mixing like that's not balance putting trash alongside like really good squads doesn't work like you you need you need something more that like you, you put the really good squads in and then you need you need less good squads but still good squads to apply pressure to make you do stuff because i had no qualms about like i just smashed his front zone because nothing it was like okay i kill ray because i have my ray counter available and that's a no-brainer and then he has two weak teams and i smashed those and then i have you know my other couple teams that could kill really tough teams just went and like dispersed killed those and then i was just like all right i guess i'll just uh you know destroy everything else really easily. And I ended up getting, uh, what, a 2683, which is the highest score I had ever gotten by, by a huge margin. I don't think I've ever scored in the 2670s, in fact. So I skipped the 70s, went straight to the 80s, beat Lazella's uh, 2682 <laughs> challenge, which was extremely satisfying. And, um, oh, and that... Oh man, I felt a little bad. So, so Mudbum just happens to be, he, he comes on my stream and he, he donates, uh, 26, uh, 68 bits to me. <laughs> and, and you know, like that, that's like, uh, 26 bucks, you know, like it's yeah. not, it's not. And he's like, you know, he's bragging. He's like, yeah, I, I got that score. Like I'm, you know, <laughs> What's up? Like you, if you beat that score, which is a really high score for those of you listening in retrospect, like very high score, not something I would ever expect to beat on a given day, especially given the defenses I place. But, um, he, he, on that one fight, he's like, and I'll double it. If you get, if you beat that score <laughs> and then like it just happens to be the one fight, the ma magically, the one fight ever that I'm ever going to get that score. And I just, just, just demolish his, his, you know, challenge. And so he pops in later while I'm killing the stuff with my alt. And uh, he's like, so what was the score? I'm like, I, I can't even, I, I'm not gonna, I don't want him to think I'm lying. So I asked, I had chat tell him and, and then he coughed it up. He, he donated another 26. <laughs> I was like, Gosh, I feel bad. Thanks. So thanks for being a good sport, Mudbum. Um, yeah, we, we got a good got a good score. And uh, we can 
Yeah, it was a good start to the week. Uh, I think 37 consecutive uh, at the end of that fight. So um, not bad. Do, not not bad at all. Um, longest win streak I'll ever have on this account for sure. Uh, what about you, Solo? You're you're sitting pretty. You had a rough season last season, but that's all in the past. You've been that six is. and you're six and zero oh going into this. How was your first match? So I um, I was up against all three opponents this week were actually. Um, good players. And so it was up against the guy that liked to put different comps. And when I say different, the front zone had Darth Revan, Bastel, and Gideon there. So not your typical uh, Darth Revan team. He had CLS, Chupio, and Nest there. Still, I still don't know what he did with 3PO. I'm, I'm really interested to actually look at uh, the GG history to see what he did with 3PO. Um, he had Brood, Spy, and Newt was a team there. Um, so he just liked to do different things, things that you wouldn't necessarily expect to see. Um, and he actually, he stole a lot of banners from me. Um, so I was able to full clear. I, I think it was for 2653. And then his first attack was against my CLS 2PO 3PO. And uh, he failed. And I was like, Oh, I one shot the board. He just had a loss, man. I got, I got this win. This, you know, nothing to worry about here. He then proceeded to drop 52s and 53s on my defense. Like they were nothing. Um, this was the one round I was full cleared on. And it was it literally came down to ships and he ended up dropping. I think he needed to average uh, 66.5 on my fleets. And then he, he gets a 65 against my negotiator. And I was like, uh, uh Oh, well, you know, the nervous monkey, uh, GIF that, that was basically me. And, and <laughs> he went up against my uh... empire or no, I had Radis on defense. That one Radis with houndstooth. And, uh, he ended up getting a 63 on that. And <laughs> so I was able to pull off the win. I was like, Oh, thank God. And real quick, Gum and Operation Metaverse, thank you for the raid. T-Money, I know you were out there on the stream as well. Thank you guys for sending over uh, the raid. Yeah, guys, thanks. Um, <laughs> toga, Toga, Toga. <laughs> Gum, uh, I, th I think we need a Vanna Gum appearance on the next round table. <laughs> is, that, is, is that something we could do? Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so... We're both 1-0 after this week, uh, or after the first round, heading into the Gambit fight night. How did how did your round two go? Um, well, yeah, so we had we had Dylar on the show. That was fun. Um, yeah, <clears throat> he's a good player. Knows his stuff. Uh, it was, I so I've just been in this weird contest with myself of like how hard of a defense can I place and still like operate, uh, you know, within the confines of like not having that much. And so I, I just, just packed my defenses full of, uh, all my useful squads. And, uh, you know, so, so what, one thing that I've been doing is I keep three galactic legends on offense. A lot of times, not always, uh, like my next match, I, I put two down, but, uh, 
So don't, don't count on it. But, uh, you know, people, people will say things like, well, how, how is that a good defense? If you're keeping three galactic legends for offense and, and here's the thing, galactic legends are the most versatile characters in the game by a huge margin. And, they, they can still be beat by other Galactic Legends, but the thing is, there's a ton of squads out there that can't really be beat by anything but Galactic Legends. So on defense, you can kind of put like, because you're only showing the defensive side of like Darth Revan, for instance, like uh, you're, if you're, Darth Revan can't always kill a Galactic Legend, but he'll a lot of times draw a Galactic Legend in on you, you know, to kill like, like, like we were just talking about earlier. And so if you're just showing the defensive side of that team, it's like, yeah, they need a galactic legend to kill us. So you can kind of just get by on defense by placing these, these like galactic legend analog teams that require a galactic legend to kill them usually. And, and so you put the, you keep those three galactic legends and that, that way you're versatile, but that way you can right. deal with whatever madness people construct for you in the back. Uh, you know, it works in three V three, five V five is a pretty different game, but three V three absolutely works. And <clears throat> so I kept three galactic legends, but basically everything else on defense, uh, didn't really have that much. And, uh, so we just waded into his defense, good player, high lifetime banners, uh, pretty good record. Um, but he auto deployed, like you, I could see from the prime bot, it, it told me how many you know, when he, when his lifetime banners change. And so when the round started, it just said like a thousand something, you know, his, yeah. his score is increased by a hundred, by a thousand something. I'm like, Oh, well, perfect. That, that means he has like the, the, like the easy uh, general grievous in the back. Like he didn't scout <laughs> me apparently, right. you know? And, and so I could, it was predictable and I was able to roll through. Uh, I failed one against Kylo uh, just cause he, he had a super thick Sith, red, like red trooper. He had a, like 110 K health on his red trooper. Insane. Couldn't save or toss him to death. And um, so we had uh had to double shot it. And then my opponent doesn't wait. It waits until the final hour to attack usually. And then, so I, I was like getting tense, like, okay, he's going to attack. Okay. He's going to attack. Okay. And then eventually there's like 20 minutes left. I'm like, all right, even if he does attack, I win. And then he just never attacked and he, he always attacks. So I don't, I don't know. It was the most anticlimactic ending <laughs> ever. Cause it was a very intense match. I barely, I was like out of teams, out of teams, like just, you know, nothing left. Uh, which is perfect. Uh, you know, that's how you want it. I wanted to see how my defenses did. And then, and then they just, uh, you know, whatever. So, so I, yeah, I guess I could just say like my opponent didn't clear a single zone against me. <laughs> I, I like it. Um, Stupid, but yeah, I, I, I won. Um, happy enough, I guess. I'll take the win. Anticlimactic, but I'll take the win. Yeah. So, so uh, you've won another one. Uh, seven and zero. Oh, like that's basically as long as you do decently the rest of the time. Like you could actually lose out. You could lose the rest of your matches and still theoretically, like right. probably make Kyber. Uh, you're not good. You're not that kind of guy though. You're you're always you're gonna win every match if you can. Uh, yeah. How did you how did you approach fight night? Uh, well, so my opponent, you know, here's the thing, come up with a plan, like we said earlier, and you can win. My opponent always played or only placed one galactic legend on defense every single time. And it was always the front bottom. So I placed two galactic legends on defense. Um, I was able to clear, you know, the board fairly easily because the, 
two Galactic Legends I kept for offense can be combined can be anything that they put any Galactic Legend that they put on the board. Um, so I was able to basically one shot everything fairly easily, and then he even though he had three Galactic Legends on offense, I had, you know, Jedi Master Luke and Darth Revan sitting in the front. And I saw <laughs> 55 and 55 show up. Uh, actually, he attacked so fast. I saw a prime bot just told me that he scored 110. So I was like, GL, GL used. And was, the second I saw that, it was all right, he's not clearing my ray in the back, and he did not. Um, it was that simple. Uh, he he couldn't get the full clear. He used all of his galactic leg or two of his galactic legends up front. I'm guessing he used a galactic legend in the back and couldn't beat my ray. And so I finished round two at eight and zero, oh, and uh, with only three zones cleared you know it's not as good as you know he couldn't beat a single one of your zones but i feel pretty good <laughs> about preventing the full clear oh, oh absolutely i i will say this um this is a like slight counterpoint to that to that idea just uh you know we we've you were saying that earlier of like you can't at our at our level we just don't expect we expect everyone we're gonna get full cleared every time right. and um so like you know, it does feel good and you should feel good. Like it, it's nice to prevent the clear. You got, you out schemed the guy hundred percent, uh, you know, which is, which is what you want to do at the same time. Uh, for those of you who, uh, you know, put a lot of stock in that. I see people saying like, Oh yeah, like look at how cool I am for doing this. Um, you should feel good, but don't assume anything about that. Like, don't, don't take that as like, you know, it's always going to happen because it's not, Right. I don't know. No, I, I don't. I don't expect it. it. It just so happened that it happened multiple times this week. But prior in prior sure. weeks, it didn't happen. So, and I did the same exact you know type of thing to try and scheme. So it just kind of you know sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, and sometimes sometimes people fall for the trap. You know, it's it's what happens. Uh, Nev and Chet said it perfect. Um, <laughs> nice, nice shot, kid. Don't get cocky. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, <clears throat> all right. So we're now both 8-0 headed into the championship. And your championship round, the board was probably the hardest board I've ever seen. So why don't you tell people how your championship went? <laughs> yeah hardest to describe for sure yes. <laughs> so so I, I referenced it earlier you know i was like planning on the very extremely versatile uh attacker you know high lifetime banners good player good guild like yeah he, he had better mods than me uh all the tools like i and so i put down like the you know like the double middle finger defense kind of just like everything and uh, you know, I kept two Galactic Legends, but I also placed General Skywalker and Jedi Luke. And uh, I just, like, there wasn't a single team that was easy on that board. Like, a, like everything was tough. And and so, um, you know, and I was ready. I was just ready to just get into it, get into the mix. And I opened it up, and he's placed Jawas and just, like... <laughs> two girls, one cup, like, you know, Wookiees, just random themes, like 
just you know garbage like uh, you know not not even like he's like my first opponent placed teams that you you could tell he legitimately like was trying to win with the match with this one he he was very clearly just forfeiting yeah and uh so i mean i i had some fun like i slaughtered jawas with imperial troopers um i used uh i used kiati mundi to attack wookies um things like that but uh you know and I, at first i thought maybe he's being sneaky and he's just gonna put like some really tough fleets down here he, he always places negotiator and stuff um but no he, he just he, it was garbage all the way through <laughs> um and i didn't i didn't try to max out uh I, maybe i should have this is like my one opportunity to but I did end up getting a 2696, uh, which is, which like destroys my old record by 13. Like my old record destroyed my previous record by even more than 13. And so, I mean, I don't expect I'll ever get that high of a score unless they change how many uh, characters or squads are in zones or whatever. But in this particular format, I'll never get that high of one. And then he attacked, he had everything. And I got excited at first. I was like, oh, sweet. Like he actually failed a couple attacks, but he, he told me I was chatting with him. He said he, he experimented a few times. He just wanted to see, he wanted to see uh, what things he could do. Like he wanted to try Vader versus my Darth Revan and uh, didn't work. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he, he was just trying some stuff. So I, who knows what he would have gotten against me. I, I, I really wanted to see him like seriously try hard and see how, what kind of score he could get. But, uh, I, I mean, I did, I did win with a, with a score like that 26, 96, it's far above the soft max. Like you, you're not beating my, my defense for, for anything over the soft max unless you APK. So, um, Yeah ended a, it was kind of just a weird week, like full of like really potentially tough things. Like, Oh no, this guy's going to auto deploy. That's going to be annoying. He didn't any place the weak defense. Oh no, this guy is a really tough player. I cleared him, but I failed something like he, I'm, I'm vulnerable. Then he doesn't attack. And then the last guy I prepped for an hour, getting ready, place my defenses. Uh, and then he placed garbage. So <laughs> I don't know. It was a weird, weird week. Uh, he did, he did message me. He was like, yeah, like I, I didn't, and it was nice. He said he didn't want his, his defense to be solved on a stream so that people could see it, uh, be solved by a streamer. So it was a nice assumption that he made that, uh, you know, I would be able to solve it, but anyways, that was, that was it. So, uh, 39 wins consecutively. Interesting. Yeah. And uh you you actually had an opponent who tried against you though in I round did, three. I did I had an opponent that actually tried. Uh and actually he was a six hundred and ninety K lifetime player. So he's a good player. Um he put two galactic legends on defense and it was um he put Ray IG Queel on defense, but in the front or no wait. He put Supreme Leader Kylo, Zombie, and Daka in the front, and then it was Ray, Vethan, and Vet Chewy in the back. Um, and here's the thing that I was expecting Supreme Leader Kylo cheese on defense because he puts it frequently. So I just, you know, I, I saved Jedi Master Luke with gas, and I got a 53 on it. Um, and then I was expecting a Ray team on defense. And so I saved Sith Eternal and Watt, and I got 
I think it was a 51 onyx. You know, Watt dies in that counter, uh, no matter what, to a whirlwind. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he put his two Galactic Legends on defense. I cleared them quite easily. And then I also had Supreme Leader Kylo on offense. Uh, so I only put one... I only put one Galactic Legend on defense because I knew he was going to put two Galactic Legends on defense. And he put Darth Revan on defense. But here's what he didn't do. He didn't put Darth Revan in the front bottom. He didn't hide Darth Revan in the back. He put Darth Revan up top. So I was able to plan for it before, you know, actually breaking through the back zone. And this is the guy... I mentioned it earlier. So we put Supreme Leader Kylo, Zombie, and Daka in the front bottom. And that's a tough team. Like that, you know, I get why you want that front bottom. But then he put Padme front bottom, which I was able to Treya. He put the Finn bros on defense, which I was able to use my Imperial Troopers on. And so I didn't need to make a hard decision before I got to the back zone. So it's so easy to plan when you give people an easy bottom zone. Like it's just, you're, you're basically giving them a win when you put easy teams on the bottom. And at this point in the game, Fin Fin Poe is not a front bottom team. <laughs> they, they just, they just aren't. There's so many counters that are coming out now uh, that I, I don't even put Fin Fin Poe on defense anymore. Uh, we called it the social contract in the past where everybody agrees to put it on defense. Everybody agrees to get a 53 or a 54 on it. Like using Han and Chewie. Yep. Using Han and Chewie. Now there's so many counters that don't use Han and Chewie that putting it on defense is asking for trouble. I will say the one caveat there is, you know, if your opponent don't have troopers built up, um, if your opponent doesn't have Bo-Katan built up um, and you can put a team up front that steals Han and Chewie and you hide Finn in the back, that's, you know, that's different because then you're trapping them and they're, it's a hard team if you don't have the right team to counter it. It's an easy team if you have the right team to counter it. So, right. you know, people are going to listen to this and say, I don't know. My Fin Fin Poe gets holds. And yes, it, it probably does because your opponent puts Ray Han and Chewie on defense and then, you know, right. doesn't have anything to beat the team. Um, but I do, I do think that it stays on defense are over. Um, I think in general, you're right. Yeah. Uh, sadly, like just very abruptly, in fact, yeah. At, at, at our GP, I think for like a 4 million player or 5 million player, it's still a fantastic defense team because at that GP, if you're stealing Han and Chewie, even if even if you're giving up a 54, at that GP, Han and Chewie are going to be some of your highest relic characters, and so you're stealing them from other teams. Like that, that's different. If you're still at 4 million, if you're still at 5 million, please put them on defense and they're going to do things. Um it's just that our GP at, you know, 7 million plus it's, 
you're just giving a free win basically well uh, and one thing one thing i guess we should be uh clear about too though like <laughs> my my alt has that team at gear nine <laughs> like yeah. you shouldn't necessarily even have them geared at, well, at, at that low of gp so you know if you do happen to have them geared though they're pretty fantastic on defense 3v3 right. lower level and you're right like it it would steal a really good team at that level and, for sure or if you're somebody that has one gl and it happens to be ray like then it's still a good at that point i would actually argue you should keep it for offense and use it against grievous but that's a completely different story um <laughs> completely different thing to talk about uh because we're talking about my round but so I was able, you know, uh, he made it easy for me to get through the front. I had one offensive loss, and that was more of me being an idiot than anything else. I thought I thought that the first order trooper feat ended with this, you know, with this past round. And so I was on three out of six coming into the round. So I decided to use KRU, Kylo, and Fox on a new Django Nest team. I killed Newt twice, and then Django just Django killed my fox, and it all went you know it all went downhill from there. And then I looked at the feet, and I still have seven days to complete it. And I was like, "Damn it! I could have gotten this so easily." Um, but, Immediately regret my decision. <laughs> yeah. But so he so he attacked. You know, I attacked first. He attacked today. I saw he got a fifty-five on my Darth Revan. The only way. The literally the only team he had that could get a 55 on my Darth Revan was Sith Eternal. And the second he did that, because I, you know, he had Kylo and Ray for a mirror on defense, I said, Well, there it is, there's the win. And there it was. I, you know, he couldn't clear my Ray in the back zone. He tried, he he, he tried, but it Ray, Ray kept standing and I prevented the full clear and won the championship. Yeah, useful man. That's awesome. Yeah. So nine and zero for both of us. Nine and zero for both of us. Heading heading into this week, trying for the perfect seasons. Oh man, if I could get one more win, I mean it'd be nice. I'll I'll keep trying for more. But um, yeah. if I could get one more, I could hit that that arbitrary my arbitrary milestone of forty consecutive wins. That would be so fancy. I would love yeah. it. Uh, and actually that's an event that transitions perfectly into the podcast questions of the first podcast question that we're asked is over the years would have been some really special in-game moments or achievements that have made you deeply love this game. I, I feel like that sort of winning streak would be one of them, but I'm not going to steal, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to answer. So in game, what's some, what's some achievements that really made you love the game? Um, I don't know. I, like, there's not. I, I, I think, I think my biggest things are all like, I guess, PvP oriented. Because to me, beating, beating random like PVE stuff like that's in in some ways like you can kind of like buy your way to doing that or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, beating other people like beating people who also play the game at your level ish like that. That's the nice thing. So like having having that 112 win streak on my alt was pretty cool. 112 is a number that, you know, uh, most people aren't going to reach for a win streak and uh, regardless of what division they're in. And so that that was pretty special. I think another thing and I know that other guilds have actually transcended this by a considerable margin, but uh, 
with the tools we had to work with in uh, in our uh, the original guild, the one that we met in uh, 50 dead men, Ewokin, like we, we won like 14 consecutive territory wars and we had a really high win rate and like for the level of participation and, uh, like just the total, like dog stuff, uh, (laughs) rosters that was, that we had to, that we had to work with, like, you know, people are like, yeah, I'll help. What, What can I do? And I'm like, I don't see a single roster on your entire, or I don't see a single team on your entire roster that can be of use right now. You know, you're like, your heart's in the right place, but your roster sucks and you're on and you're holding us back. And yet we're still going to win this war. And like, you know, being able to accomplish that, I think, you know, that, that was maybe, maybe that's my favorite, honestly, like the win streak is nice. It sounds selfish, like being able to achieve that with the territory war guild, even though I hate territory wars, I still, uh, it's a fond memory of mine. Yeah. Um, what about you? Well, I mean, that was truly magical. I mean, I was just telling somebody the other day, we were a guild where our GP was outside of the top 100. Like, so, you know, we're, we were in the Ewoken Alliance. We were the third biggest guild there. The other two guilds are, were 20 or 30 million GP higher than us. So this is telling you how low we were on the GP totem pole. And yet on the Territory War leaderboards, we finished top 30 three months in a row. I, I think we peaked, I can't remember if it was 24 or 27. Um, but so we, were, we weren't just winning Territory Wars we were slaughtering the sandbaggers because I mean, it was pre GL. uh, Thank God. Um, But people were just sandbagging to come down and fight us. And, you know, you'd look at the numbers, we'd run the numbers in DSR bot and be like, God, this is going to be such a tough matchup. They have so many Darth Rebins. I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. And then all of a sudden uh, we win. And, I was calling us the cardiac kids because it would literally, we'd open the last zone in the last hour and you'd call, like we'd call the command of, all right, guys, here's, here's the counter. And all of a sudden you'd see 20 teams attack at once. And you're like, God, leave a team for me to finish this off. Um, (laughs) I know people just came out of the woodwork. It was like, they just had an alarm set for, for that final hour. Cause we'd be losing. We'd be like, man, we got full cleared. We're not going to, we're not going to make it guys. <clears throat> like we, we still have three zones to clear. We have an hour left and people are like, all right, like I'll, I haven't, I haven't participated yet. I th- yeah. like, you'd have people that'd be like, Hey, I didn't deploy. Like, what do I do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. So th- I would say that's probably high up on the list and uh you know, I, I mean, I've ran, I, I was the guild leader for a while. So I know PVE is a little less exciting for you, but I remember when territory battles came out um, and we were in our alliance and, you know, before territory battles, guild GP wasn't a thing. Like they didn't even calculate the stat. It, it was something that didn't matter. So we would send members to our big, to our bigger guilds um, so that they could get, you know, rewards, they, they could learn stuff. And then territory battles comes out and our guild, you, you probably actually weren't even in the guild yet at this point, 
when ter- when the first territory battle came out, all the two bigger guilds in our alliance were like, uh, "We we have your minnow accounts. We we don't want these anymore." And so it's like we were we were just given all the low end accounts. We started territory battles at sixty million GP. It's ridiculous to say that now because we're in what three hundred not well actually. Hot Ski Patrol is high in GP2. We're in like a 390 million GP guild. We started territory battles at 60 million GP. We struggled to get through like the third phase. And then the first time, you know, we cleared the board. I, no, that was just fun. That, that was fun. It wasn't about Galactic Legends. It wasn't about farming like the newest, shiniest toy. It was just, you know... A bunch of minnow accounts, free-to-play players, mostly casual players, because our guild didn't turn quote-unquote competitive um, until Wedge and I took over the guild. <laughs> so it's like we're – and then Territory Battles came out like three months later. So we're this mostly transitioning from casual guild to actual competitive guild, and it was just – I mean, we did – we did work. And so that, that would probably be, since you stole our territory war moment, uh, I would say mm-hmm. overcoming yes. <laughs> overcoming all the problems that were thrust upon us by the quote-unquote bigger guilds uh, in the Alliance for that first, you know, those first couple territory battles. And I still have, I mean, I still have the spreadsheets of trying to get through the board and, you know, maneuvering the GP in the battles, um, and then I think you guys came to us like three territory battles or no, five territory battles. We did five territory battles. Then your little mini group of your breaking up guild, that's when you guys joined us. Um, and it was history after that. Yeah. Um, I think here I can actually have recorded every single result of every territory battle I've had. I can check it real quick. Yeah. When when did I join up with you guys? Yeah, it was it was pretty early on, I think. It was early on, but it wasn't right at the start. Um, yeah, so it was fifty DME. Let's see, we had done we did four with Stella Bella. Then we collapsed into MCR, which sucked for three. <laughs> so it was our eighth. It was Rebel okay. Hoth. Rebel Hoth. It was our eighth territory battle ever, and we got thirty eight stars on Rebels. And then, and then the very next one was the fir- very first Empire Hoth one. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually have it here. Of all the people joining from Stella Bella, and I have the notes on who was good and who wasn't. Um, where, did I, <laughs> you, where did I fall? Your, your notes, so some of the notes on this merger were like third highest GP or... Um, Active in chat, active in chat, very powerful. Hate CLS. I bet you can't re- think of who that was. And then <laughs> yours was number one in both arenas for seven plus months. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they were going to stick me with a lower guild. And I was like, I was like, F this. Like, I, I'm like the most competitively minded player in this group that's coming over. And so yeah. I, I had to take matters into my own hands. But <laughs> that's funny. That's that's the note that they had because I, I fed them that. Was, that's the line I I gave. I, it was true, but it was like, <laughs> like they were they were so impressed. Like, wow, this guy actually gets first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and at the time, by the way, you had a seven-star G12 CLS, which your entire group didn't. Your hot soldier was five-star G5. Boo, Zareth. Uh, seven-star Gear 7 hot scout. And here's the thing. We actually cared about Rolo. So it was five-star G7 Rolo and five-star G7 Captain Han. Wow, you guys actually had that recorded. That's really funny. We did, because we were using that to figure out how to break up the uh, guild players, because we needed we needed Soldier Scout, Rolo, and Captain Han for territory battles. Um, oh. Yeah. That's so, a good note to have. That's cool that it um, superseded the my huge lack. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I made up for it, though, eventually. So. Eventually, eventually. Uh, yeah. For, yeah, I got to be carried for a while. That's OK. But yeah. <laughs> anyways, uh, uh, you know what? So we, we need to stop reminiscing. I, I will say one thing, though, in terms of like greatest achievements. I don't I don't know if it's an achievement. I don't know what like. Uh, just the fact like that we're streaming and doing all this stuff like content creating like that's that's a huge i mean i i wonder where i'd be in this game right now if i didn't do that i, I have no idea but it's yeah. uh it's been it's been a huge joy like we're actually approaching two years on this podcast we are it's, it's coming up quickly it is uh so yeah it's it's just been a joy to do all this so it's uh you know, I don't know if it's an achievement or what you'd classify it under, but it's it's cool. Yeah. Um, which actually leads us into the next question really well. Uh, let's say you become entangled in a worldwide pandemic and to make ends meet, you start an OnlyFans for eight months. Quote, unquote, we'll turn it into Twitch stream. Uh, for eight months, you're profitable. And then suddenly the pandemic ends and so do the subs. How do you explain the gap on the CV about what we did streaming for eight months? <laughs> um, I'll let you uh, answer that one first. <laughs> so, well, actually, it's fairly easy. I'm just going to steal from Arnold. Uh, somebody once sent me his LinkedIn page just to see. And he had, oh, I forget, I forget how he has it set up. Like, it's... Like, I, I forget what the title he gives it. He, you know, he names himself as his self-employed and it's um, it's basically set up like a multimedia, you know, uh, producer type of LinkedIn. So that's exactly how I would do it. Copy Arnold. When in doubt, copy Arnold. <laughs> you know, whether you like him or not, uh, he is very successful at what he does right now. So, yes. and he, uh, he, is, he is smart and how he does it. So I would just copy, copy what he did on his LinkedIn page. Um, all right. Now for a serious question. That's actually about the game. Um, <laughs> bro. Uh, no, just, you know, fun questions too. All right. So last podcast, we alluded to the fact that Zareth Salt gets 500th in arenas. So which means that crystal income is fairly low. How do you manage to progress it? Or is that the point that you grow very slowly in GP and tunes, but are able to amass amazing mods? Because this person's all having a horrible arena or has a horrible arena that brings nothing but annoyance. Um, and, you know, I say that I don't do fleet arena on my alt, but I still get positive crystal income from normal arena. So how do you handle it? not finishing first or not even finishing top 50 or top 100 
on your alt account. Yeah, today I got rewards for top thousand. Actually, um, <laughs> like I, I got just not. I was like number. Well, I was like five hundred and eight <laughs> or something. Yeah. So, and I, I was, I just clicked through it, whatever. Um, so you, you got to do your dailies and all that. Like that's, that's a big source of crystal. That becomes very relevant. Um, for a while, I was preaching to stay in the top twenty of ships, but I've since given up that as well. I'm in like number twenty-eight or thirty something, whatever. Um, you know, it's nice to get a little passive in crystal income, but uh, I would say the, a big a big thing for me for that guild, like you just you gotta have patience and you gotta you, you just have to know what squads you want to be working on and what what's going to be the most impactful. Like yeah. my alts, my alts have been very successful in what it's done. Um, I wouldn't call the roster like a power roster by any stretch. Like I, I have one relic five character, some, <laughs> like a couple relic threes and the majority, vast majority are relic zeros. Um, now, now he did mention really good mods and I, I do actually on that account, I have incredible mods for that GP level. It, it's, uh, you know, some people have better, but not too many. I don't, I don't put as much investment as I probably should even into it, but I do make sure I do refreshes. I just, Here's the thing you can, it, you can be successful if you're just patient. It's, it's the hardest thing. Like the CG has set it up so that you don't want to be patient. You want it now. Like you're going to be rewarded if you get X squad right away. Cause you're going to see results in GAC. You're going to be able to do these challenges. You're going to be able to do assault battles and get the good rewards, like tons of incentives to, to farm these squads and get gear on people right away instead of waiting. And, um, I don't know if I could do it with my main account. I, I'm pretty sure I couldn't with an alt if something's different. I'm like, you know what? I'll get there when I get there. And like, I, I am like equidistant, just like months and months away from any galactic legend on that account. Uh, and maybe that's not where I should be at this GP. I, I don't know, but like it, for me, it's more, especially for the alt, it's more about journey before destination. Like you just, <laughs> you know, you just, you, you enjoy the ride. Like, yeah. So, you know, you, you're like, Hey, look at this Zeta. I don't have, this seems like a fun Zeta, even though they're only gear eight, I guess I'll just throw it on Treya. Like, sure. You know, yeah. gear eight Treya Zeta go. Oh, huh. I have two Zetas. I'll just do that. Oh shoot. I haven't been paying attention to Zetas. I have 10. Like I'll just go on a spending spree. I don't care. So, uh, you know, it, my, my account is a little bit, uh, it, it wasn't too built super methodically, but, uh, just, it, it's so weird. I'm just like, just be patient you know yeah. Yeah. and you'll, you'll get there eventually like farm farm characters first don't whatever um like don't farm gear just let it come to you eventually it'll get there um and then territory wars or territory battles you get some crystals so that's nice yeah uh all right so um all right <laughs> somebody trying to poke our buttons are you guys sad you didn't wail on Dark Trooper instead of uh, Bo-Katan? And how are you seeing a Relic Dark Trooper be used? So um, you, go, you can answer that. I just yeah. uh, talked for at length. You can yeah. you got this. So if you watched uh, Zareth's stream yesterday, yes, yeah, yeah. yesterday, mm -hmm. Klesso was on stream yesterday. He has an R7 Dark Trooper, and he went up against 
that, you know, CLS 2PO, 3PO team. And I mean, just destroyed CLS. Like, I mean, CLS was there and then he wasn't. Um, so Dark Trooper is going to be amazing. Here, here's the thing. Dark Trooper is a greedy bastard. Um, you are going to want him at Relics. Like Dark Dark Trooper is not going to be an R4 character for you. It's, it's you know, R8 or bust, basically, with Dark Trooper. So do I wish I got him a little sooner? Yes, but will I have him very shortly at the same time? Yes. So there's that. Um, you know, so yeah, Dark Trooper. Dark Trooper, good. Yeah. Um, do I regret yeah, not having him over Bo-Katan? Uh, I mean, so I, I would have found marginal uses for Dark Trooper before now, I'm sure, uh, if I had, but I, I don't, I don't really miss him that much. Like I, I'm considering, I'm, I'm real close to me, maybe being able to get him for week four and maybe I'll do it. it. It probably cost me a little money, so I don't, I'm not sure yet, but like, yes, he's good, but you can wait and Bo-Katan honestly. So at this point it's like, okay, so which one am I going to be able to farm sooner? And right. like being able to have Bo-Katan in hand, we wailed on her. She hasn't been, we haven't found much use for her yet, but if we need a character for an event, she's going to be the limiting factor in almost every farming situation. And, uh, you know, so dark trooper, we have a good lead on like we're gonna you know we're, we're starting to farm from shipments right now but even if we didn't if they go into go to hard nodes we'd have a couple weeks lead on bo-katan on with our troopers so yeah I, in that sense given that we've basically put all our eggs in that basket of like we're gonna get a big mando event requiring these characters i don't regret bo-katan wailing at all yeah I, exactly that's if if there is a big Mando event, I will be more than happy that we got Bo-Katan and don't have to stress last minute of, oh my God, she's not showing up on the shipment node. What am I going to do? Am I going to be able to get her in enough time? It's so I, I hopefully will not regret. Um, <laughs> so next question, which non-galactic legend attacker do you think is best for R8? Jedi Knight Luke, Gas, Vader, or Cam? Uh, Jedi Knight Luke, because yeah. it, I don't know that he hits harder than General Skywalker, but he's tankier than any of those guys. Like, he, he's the guy who can go, like, even at Relic 7, could go toe to toe with Supreme Leader Kylo and win sometimes if it's just those two. Like, he, he's just sturdy. Like, a, the total package is, in my opinion, better than the rest. Um, those other ones are great. Don't get me wrong. Like they're all right. R8 worthy, but I think Jedi Knight Luke was my second Relic 8 in, in the whole game. Like, you know, once, once Relic 8 came out. So like, and, and no regrets. He just, he keeps giving, man. He's such a good character. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, all four of those deserve or could obviously use R8. I would go Jedi Knight Luke as well. Cause if you watched my stream last night, poor Jubals, um, took his Supreme Leader Kylo, and it was a weaker Kylo team. He didn't take, you know, Hux on the team, or he didn't take Kara Yu on the team, but he took his Supreme Leader Kylo against Luna's 
<laughs> against Luna's um, Jedi Knight Luke team, and he lost. Like, Jedi Knight Luke just countered Kylo and destroyed him. Um, so, Jedi Knight Luke, definitely, definitely worth the investment. And if you had to pick one out of those four to do first, I, it, it's Luke. It's easily Luke. Yeah, I... When I saw the list of four, like it wasn't really a question. The others are great, and right. I guess they're the they're the pool of characters you put them in. But uh, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yep. Uh, so this one, actually, so we spoke about Derp slash Weevil earlier, and he already kind of answered this. In he answered, he probably answers this question once a week, actually, on our Discord server, but. How much offense does gas need and how much defense does fives need to have for a reliable gas fives chewy cheese against Supreme Leader Kylo? And once it failed, what's the best cleanup for a lone Supreme Leader Kylo now that you don't have Chewy anymore? So like I said, Derp answered this guy's question in in the Discord server already. Basically, offense on gas doesn't matter. Defense you want you want fives over over 80% and actually over 82% is probably best. And you also want him to get the guard from Chewy. Um, so let's talk about lone Supreme leader Kylo cleanups, because that is a lone galactic legend cleanup is probably the number one question asked on our discord server on attack phase days. <laughs> How do I clean this up now that my counter did not work? So you actually you haven't had to clean up a Kylo this round. What about in previous rounds? Have you had to clean up a Kylo? Um, rarely. I think it's stressful in threes, man. It's so hard in three threes. Like trying to clean up a Kylo in fives, like you you can do it with, with a number of teams, especially if you have Thrawn. Like Thrawn's the cleanup guy. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, just clean up Kylo though. Uh, I don't know. So you don't have Chewie anymore. You can't use Han, and this is three v three. Like, yeah. I don't know. Did Geo Geo still probably work? Uh, yeah. If I, you have a good enough spy. I have cleaned up a Supreme Leader Kylo before. It wasn't this season. It wasn't last season. It was in December. But um, it's Brood, Spy, and Thrawn. So you had Brood's there. And you get Brute to absorb the initial poke from Kylo, Thrawn fractures Kylo, and then you just beat the crap out of him with the Geos. And you don't do the big hit the first turn, because, you know, the whole stealth bug. You build up a stealth or two with uh, Spy, and then you hit him the second second or third turn that you have the big hit available. And usually that's enough to take him down. If it's a high health build, Kylo, you know, 145 plus K health. Um, I, I hope you have an R7 spy. Gig, gig would, uh, <laughs> chat would, would really appreciate you having an R7 spy and you would appreciate yourself having an R7 spy if you're going up against the high health Kylo. Sure. That's, <laughs> I mean, so if it's an option, you can also use, uh, Jedi Luke, actually. Yes. Oh, yeah. Luke, Luke works. Uh, and, and in like, fact, I think Luke Hoda yeah, yep. um, will do the job because 
well, like I said, Jubal's just basically lost that match. Um, no, it totally works, uh, you know. Yeah. Maybe even, you know, if you have armor or what, whatever, like you, Luke with some kind of person to buff him some, like you're, right. you're probably, probably good-ish, maybe not. I mean, it, 3v3s, that's, that's the thing that makes it suck, right? Like, right. sometimes you just can't clear a galactic legend. That's, that, yeah, yep. And, and that's why I keep three galactic legends a lot of times to make that, like to reduce that as a factor for me. Right same same um all right so the next one is actually we'll save that one for last um uh, let's say hypothetically speaking uh you scout an opponent who has put sith eternal on defense every single match prior so six matches in the past and then let's say you solicit advice from swgoh yeti who makes you burn two gls <laughs> on the front sector only to be surprised by spring leader kylo there and not Sith Eternal in the back. Finally, let's say you can't kill Supreme Leader Kylo and lose the GAC. Is it okay to blame Yeti? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, don't give us context. Just ask the final question. Yeah, the answer right. is yes. Though so, uh, the the best part about this question is I, I do feel bad because Mudbum lost, and it, I mean it's not it's not Yeti's fault. We'll say it's Yeti's fault. Um, but it probably it is. is. It, it is the perfect transition because Yeti is going to be on the Gambit Fight Night this week. So um, Mudbug, while trying to blame Yeti, gave us a chance to advertise Yeti. So guys, on Friday night uh, on the Gambit Podcast Fight Night, we're going to have Yeti on stream. It is He does for Snickered Fridays, if you didn't know. Um, so he will be quite for Snickered while we are doing our fights and it will be just a generally good time. Uh, Yeti is an entertaining player and he's actually, I mean, he's a good player too. So it's not just entertaining. So uh, I'm looking forward to Friday. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Um, He's, it'll be an interesting thing to have. Uh, It's always like you and me are more like the analytical, like we're going to try, try to play high end, whether or not we achieve that or not. Um, it's always an interesting thing to have people who are a little, uh, I wouldn't even say he's less focused on it, but like if he took it as serious as we, as we do, like maybe he wouldn't, you know, be as for snickered. And so it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to have people who have a slightly different focus. That being said, he's in the middle of like a 20 something win streak on his oh, yeah. account. He, so he hasn't lost in a very long time on his so he's He is a great player. I'm not trying to say like, you know, Oh yeah, like we we invited some like fluff bunny, you know, like lore <laughs> first player, you know, right. who's Phoenix at Relic Seven or whatever. Like he's, <laughs> he knows his stuff for sure. So you know, and he's an entertainer. So it's like us right. plus. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but don't so, don't leave us to go follow him. <laughs> we had a very late write in here. Uh, who does a better worm, Gom or Heinze? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna go with Gom just. Our GA center, uh, our GAC buddy. Uh, so I'm going to go with Gom. Much love to Heinze as always, but we'll go, we'll go with Gom on this one. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how to rate the worm. Like I, I'm just so yeah. So Gom, <laughs> I have seen both of them attempt yeah. it. Whether or not, I'm just like, is that good or not? I have no idea. I, <laughs> like, like literally no basis for judgment. So very fair. Um, 
How t- <laughs> so the final question, and I guess it's the mm-hmm. elephant in the room for anyone that's at the high end of TW right now is, so when are you guys going to dish on the epic SWGOH gossip that happened recently? Last week, I felt a great disturbance in the force as if 50 or so voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. I fear something terrible has happened. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, Zareth and I are no longer in the same guild and Klesso was actually not in the same guild that we were a week ago. Um, I, I don't, well, I don't even think we're able to talk about what happened, quite frankly, because a lot of it happened in the officer rooms and we yeah. just don't know. Uh, you we know, we wanted a, no part in that noise for sure. Right. We were told uh, that a group of people were leaving FC Nova. Um, that started rats, you know, rats leaving the sinking ship. And it's actually, it's really sad to see that FC Nova, I mean, they did a lot in their, in the roughly year that they were together. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Like we, we beat all three Maw teams in a row. Yeah. Uh, well, I was there. You know, and that's just that's just in my tenure there, but it is sad. I, I also think so. It, they accomplished a lot. I also think though that that kind of thing. I'm not saying that in this particular case. Like I know that there were some egos involved for sure. Um, not not going to say, not going to point fingers at, at anyone, but uh, I think that you get these like you know high end players who you know, they want to, they want to win. They want to decide what's going on. I mean, like we talk about, you know, guilds that make you stream and their, your attacks and you're, you're just basically like a, a meat puppet. Like you're not even like, you're just out, you're an account that you're not even a player in that, in that some circumstances they're like, yeah, like move here, do this, do that. Like, you're like, Oh, <laughs> you know, someone else is playing my account essentially. And so, um, you know, it, like that they want that level of control sometimes and uh, you have you have people who you know disagree on on some of that stuff like you're just going to have sparks sometimes uh, and big egos like this isn't the first time a thing like this has happened in this game and it will absolutely not be the last yeah. right um i will say i have and everybody found homes um which is good because there's a lot of good people in Nova and that's, you know, that's what you don't want to see. You, you don't want to see the people that had no clue what was going on get screwed in the end. Um, so I'm, I'm glad a lot of people were able to find homes. Klesso uh, and I landed in Wolfpack along with one other and I couldn't be happier. Uh, I'm extremely excited to be in Wolfpack. Actually, to be honest with you, if, you guys, like if you, Klesso and Deranged, weren't in Nova, I would have never joined them. I would have looked to get into Wolfpack months earlier. Um, but I wanted to play with you, you Klesso and Deranged. And so I joined them. So, you know, now I'm where where I originally would have wanted to go anyway. And I still get to play with at least Klesso. So I'm happy. Um, and honestly, I have a ton of friends in Wolfpack. Like, right. I just, here's the thing. I don't want to, I don't want to lose all my friends because of my lack of enthusiasm toward territory wars. Cause yeah, I just, I just don't, I hate them so much. They're like remod. And I'm like, that's reasonable, but F you, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I, I just don't want to, even, even with hot utils, I'm, I'm just, I, 
I don't want to. So, uh, and they all want to, they all want me to enthusiastically participate. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm at work and then I'm with my family. And then like, I have some time and I want to make my videos and I have a very limited window I can attack anyways. Like, uh, I love, I, the time that I was with hot ski patrol was the most relaxing I've ever had in terms of just like, like they get their stuff done. We still get high rewards for everything. You know, finish all the end game content uh, without just a huge amount of pressure in territory wars. Like they, we still, still, you know, win uh, and, and all that, but it's not, the emphasis isn't on just like, if you don't remod, then like, we're gonna, we're going to DM you, you know, by five, five different officers will DM you before lock to uh, tell you to remod kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'm happy where I'm at. Landed in Husky good. patrol again. Happy. Hey, you know what? That is honestly, so along with being the leader of a guild and sort of a leader in the Alliance, um, I was also the Alliance recruiter. And the biggest thing I would tell to people that were recruited is like, they would, they would look at our guild and be like, oh, that's the GP, that's the stars I want. And think, guys, make sure it's a guild you want to go to. Like, sure, the rewards sound nice, but if the raid times don't work, if you know, the way they approach territory wars doesn't work, or if, if something they do isn't going to make you happy, don't join the guild because the point of this is to get what you want and be happy at the same time. Um, I remember not too long ago, it was probably, oh, well, maybe now almost a year ago, uh, we had a group of players join our guild in Ewokin and five or six of them wanted a high-end territory war guild. Like that's what they wanted. And I was running territory wars for us at the time and they were like, you're not telling me how to mod this character. You're not telling me how. You're not telling me what mods to change. I was like, D -d -d that's that's not going to be this guild. Like, if you want suggestions, I'll make suggestions for you. But that's that's not the way I plan out territory wars. And we were still winning territory wars. That was the funny part. Like, we were still winning the territory wars, and they were angry that we were telling them like how to how to switch mods. They were angry that we weren't. Uh, you know, giving them step-by-step -step instructions on how to use gas versus Darth Revan. And it's like, they were never going to last in the guild if that's what they're looking for. Like, even even with success, they didn't want to be in a guild that they weren't being told what to do. It was, I found that very, very funny. But they went off to a guild that does that, and it made them very happy. Like, And so you go to a play, you go to a guild that's going to do what you want them to do. Oh, well, yeah. Like people are going to have their different priorities. Like uh, people are always surprised when I'm, when I tell them, no, I don't like territory wars. They're like, seriously, you're a PVP guy. Like you, you know, Zareth prevails. Like you don't, right. you don't just like lay down and I'm like, territory wars sucks for, you know, I, I have my reasons. We don't need to get into that, but like, it's just so, to me, it's so fundamentally different. And I love that GAC exists so I can do my competitive thing there. And then territory wars, like I, I don't have to be in a guild. I don't have to be in a guild that like the rewards are just not that great for territory wars. If you win or lose, you're right. basically the same thing. 
And honestly, my win loss record at Hot Ski Patrol was like very close to my win loss rate at Nova because Nova has to face all like the really hardcore <laughs> a hole, you know, guilds. And it's just like, who else schemed the other one? Oh, then they you win and you you lose, you know, like that's yeah. So, you know, yeah. I think I think in my time at Hot Ski Patrol, I was twelve and twelve. And my time at Nova, I was uh, 10 and seven. So slightly higher win rate. But if you equalize that, it's like, after all that, I get like two extra Zetas to kick around with my 200 extra Zeta mats that are currently in my inventory. So whatever. I can tell you, I like Territory Wars a lot better now that I'm not running them. Um, Yes. That's part of that was a huge burnout on Territory Wars running and I ran, I ran Territory Wars in two different guilds at the same time for like three months this spring. And you want to talk about burnout, like, holy crap. Um, it got to the point where I literally, uh, I had a hissy fit. Like I, I'm a 38 year old man having a hissy fit, but I was like, I am not doing this anymore. Like, I'm just not doing this. I will quit. I will just leave the guilds one day and just completely leave. Like I cannot do this anymore. Um, and I got out of running territory war in one of the guilds. So that, that was, ugh. um, anyway, why don't we move on though? Um, all right. Yes. So we have, uh, we should probably wrap this up anyway. We're starting to run yep. long. Um, so we both have alts. You have two alts because you have so much time free. I mm-hmm. have I have one alt. So how did how did Zareth alt do? How did your your big alt? <laughs> the big four four point nine million GP. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I'm not in contention anymore for top ten. We talked about that last week. Uh, someone broke. Like I, I still won. I'm in the 20s for win streaks. I, I won all my matches. This this one was the most notable. I don't think it'll ever happen again. I had three opponents who actually tried against me, and uh, none of them cleared a single zone against me, <laughs> and I full cleared them easily. So um, that's how my alt did. Just uh, total ruthless domination somehow, and they couldn't clear a single zone. It nice. Was, Nice. Yeah, it was crazy. So, so yeah, uh, pretty short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, how how did your alts do solo? It's way more interesting than mine this week, I'm it, sure. It was. My alt this week started off with such high potential. And actually, I mean, I finished great. I finished 3-0. Um, but so those of you that have been on the Fort, Fort Mort's channel or Fort Mort's uh, Discord server, you all know the wolf. He is a content creator. He probably started doing Twitch videos. Again, kind of feels like just not that long ago, but it's probably like six or seven months ago at this point. Um, so he is also a Twitch streamer. He showed up in my pod. So, you know, I was hopefully going to get to alt shame somebody. Um, and so I was so <laughs> excited. And we weren't matched up for the first round. So I was like, oh man, maybe we get matched up for fight night. And I do my alt account on fight night and we do you know a content creator matchup that way and i thought that would be great so like i i get in the first round my opponent you know my alt has three gls my opponent set ray han chewy on defense sith eternal plus watt easily beats that team um he only had one gl on defense though he 
it's a theme of this week. I feel like I say it every time. I saw that he got 55s on my front zone, and then he couldn't clear my ray in the back zone. So I one-shot the board, and he couldn't clear me. Um, so we go into round two. I didn't get matched up with Wolf again. Um, I, it's it, literally the same thing as in round one, only instead of Ray, Han, and Chewie, he set Ray, IG, and Queel. And so I use Sith Eternal and Watt. I easily cleared that. This guy also set Darth Revan and Jedi Knight Luke on defense. It, it was a much harder defense than the first guy. I was able to clear, and then he was not able to beat my Ray because he used his Galactic Legends on my Darth Revan team. Um, go figure. And then we go get into round three, and unfortunately, Wolf lost. So I wasn't able to face him. Um, that man. That's so disappointing. So instead, um, funny, funny story about that, real quick. I, I tuned into him like as he was like losing on his live stream, yeah. into Wolf's losing, and um, he was swearing so much, and my kids were right there. I had to turn. <laughs> I turned it off about like less than a minute after I turned it on. I, I was just like, I couldn't even take time. I couldn't even take time to say sorry. I got gotta go. I just like peaced out because. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just because my kids were like looking at it weird, like, "What's he saying, Daddy?" Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, it uh, was just. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> um we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so my um, so I I ended up going against the guy that Wolf faced, and this is the battle that I talked about earlier. In that, this guy put two Galactic Legends on defense multiple, multiple times in his history. He did it against the Wolf, and um, then he chickened out. He chickened out going up against me. He didn't put two Galactic Legends down on defense, and I only put one Galactic Legend on defense, but here's the thing. I put my Galactic Legend in the back. I put Darth Revan in the front. I saw him get a 55. He can't. He couldn't clear my Galactic Legend in the back, Meanwhile, I was able to easily clear his Supreme Leader Kylo um, in the front and then just marched over his defense. I mean, just, you know, marched over his defense and easily cleared while the third person this week could not full clear me. Um, so I ended up actually being a fairly easy week uh, for me. I was disappointed not to face Wolf. I, it would have been a lot of fun to face him. Maybe next time. We're clearly you know, at a similar GP. <laughs> I, I thought that it was a good, uh, like, you, I feel like you can, you can't always say like, if you, oh, if I, I beat this guy and that guy beat you, so therefore I'm better than you. Um, right. But in this case, he actually, Wolf ended up losing his last round as well to the guy you beat in, what, the first round? In the first round, yeah. So, like, you beat two guys that beat Wolf. I feel like <laughs> that, that uh, you know, we can use that as math, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, you know, part of Wolf's problem, and it's not, it's not actually a problem, it does well for his channel, is he likes to experiment a little too much. Um, and that got him into trouble, like trying to use Nest, Kira Nest on a new, it was new Brood and uh, B1. And he was able to kill Newt with Nest 
he didn't focus on B1 enough, and B1 just built up so many stacks that he then couldn't kill the Brood because every time he would hit Brood, B1 would heal, and the B1 had like 170-something stacks on him. So it would be full health and protection recovered every time the B1 took a turn. And it was, uh, I think I've, actually, think I've actually beat that team with, with Nest. But yeah, you got to kill B1. Right, right. Um, so maybe next time, Wolf. Maybe ne- maybe 5v5, Wolf. That'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> but so that was my alt week. You still had Prevail Man. How did Prevail Man do this week? Uh, i've been having fun with prevail man by placing really bad defenses uh and then like just totally token defenses like the best team is like phoenix with zeta sabine at gear 11 which actually isn't that bad it's gotten several holds this season but um then i keep everything for offense then i full clear really efficiently and win so that's what i did this week (laughs) excellent (laughs) so nine and oh on the alt (laughs) um All right, so 9-0 on Prevail, man. Uh, Our final segment is what have we done to prepare for GA this week? So what have we done to our rosters? I have, you know, Hunter was released. I had the gear. I got him up to G11 and Zeta immediately. Mm -hmm. Not, I'm not going to get any shards for him, but I figure might as well get, if you have the gear, apply it. That way later on, you know, I don't have to worry about it. So Hunter is currently gear 11 and just waiting three months to be farmable. That's, nice. that's basically all I did this week. I, uh, I farmed, I, I end up farming a lot of gear. I'm almost ready for dark trooper to go straight to G13 when I finish him off, which will be probably not today. Um, or not before lock it, moth Gideon, told me that that was not possible because he takes the same node as dark trooper um so uh that that's it how about you what did you what did you do this week um yeah basically the same i I, there wasn't anything too crazy that i did actually um hunter has some gear i don't think he's quite actually at gear uh 11 but there's no rush right now because he doesn't have a team to go with anyways and and like you said i'm not going for i'm not going for gear or i'm not going for like early shards on him so you know no no whaling there's two it's too many characters it's like man maybe if it's just one and i could have an entire squad but i i just i can't do that so uh yeah we're I'm just patiently waiting. I, uh, what I have been doing, and you've been doing it too, I know, is uh, just farming from shipments, farming Dark Trooper. So yeah. um, I'm at uh, I'm at 83 out of 100 because I happened to buy one of the uh, lottery packs and got seven <laughs> on it, seven shards. So now I'm at a point where if I get a 16 in shipments, I'll be one shard short. <laughs> of being able to actually get him to seven stars. So who knows, who knows if that's gonna, I'll know in an hour, if I get a good roll on the shipments refresh in an hour, then I'll probably just go for it. But if I don't, then peace out, so. Right, I I am, I'm dark, I'm sitting at 79 out of 100 now. Yeah, 79 out of 100, so I would need 21 shards. 
probably probably isn't going to happen. If I say probably, I mean it, it's not. <laughs> um, right. All right. So that is. It's a wrap. That's the show. That's that's a wrap, guys. Uh, before awesome. we get going, let's tell people how to find us. Uh, so here's the deal. It is on this page, the Gambit Podcast Twitch page. Uh, we stream on Mondays and Fridays. Like we said earlier, Friday, we are going to be streaming the fight night with uh, SWGOH Yeti. He's a fellow, fellow Twitch streamer. He's a fellow GA Center competitor, and he's just a generally good time. Um, so that will be on Friday. On Wednesday and Sunday, we stream on our personal pages on Twitch. Mine is just SoloBase15. Zareth is Zareth underscore prevails. That's X-A-E-R-E-T-H underscore P-R-E-V-A-I-L-S. That is on Twitch. Our videos uh, will be posted to YouTube's. Uh, my YouTube is just SoloBase15 again. Zareth is just Zareth because YouTube liked him better than Twitch. And uh, we have mentioned it many, many times throughout the show today. We have a Discord server. Um, there are a lot of people in there that are willing to help if you have a question, especially about 3v3, etc. So join, you know, join the Discord server. We will be there to help. Um, and finally, yeah. and most importantly, I saved the best for last. We have a counter sheet. It's a Google Doc, and it has all the teams faced by anyone in the Gambit Alliance that posts a YouTube video. So um, Endall's videos are in there, etc. Um, it has the team that we faced, the full team that we faced. It has the full team that we used to win. And then it has a link to the video so you can actually watch the counter. That is what makes it the most useful because like the GAC meta report on SWGOH.GG is fantastic. You see this team counters that team with our counter sheet. You actually get to see how it counters. And, you know, that's, that's what you need to win sometimes because if you look at like Vader countering Darth Revan, there are very specific steps you need to take. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Um, and so, watch us actually do those steps. And with that said, I think it's I think it's time to call it a night. Yeah, guys, uh, it's been fun. Don't be dicks. <laughs> Remember that evil sucks, and we will see you next time. <laughs>